If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Derek and Eric here. Eric, welcome to the new studio. This is nice. I like it. What do you think? So don't blow it, all right? Do a good (laughs) job today. Oh, the pressure's on. All right, we've got two big stories, and we have to lead off the day with the story that absolutely took over our website yesterday, and that is a scary one about Amanda Bynes was put on a psychiatric hold. It's called a 5150 hold in California because of an alarming incident where she was walking around downtown L.A., Stark naked, apparently. Right. Um, so she was uh, walking around downtown L.A. in uh, the early Sunday morning hours without any clothes on. We're told she waved down a cop car, and this is going to be uh, – waved a car down, I'm sorry, and this is important, and told the driver she was coming down from a psychotic episode. And Amanda that herself in the car then called right. 911. She was taken into a nearby police station where they had a mental health professional determine that she needed to be placed on this hold. Now, she's currently hospitalized and she'll continue to be hospitalized until this episode passes. And maybe there will be some medication involved. Usually these psych holds are involuntary and they can only hold you for 72 hours. But if it's a voluntary admission and you actually want to sort of progress beyond the the uh, sort of psychiatric episode, you can extend it. Right. And that's that's the, the sort of the encouraging thing about this is that she voluntarily did it. Yes, there was awareness. Right. And, and, and that's and hard to find. Also, for, for people who don't know, like that that part of downtown LA where she was is not the best place. Especially that's a, the early morning hours on a Saturday into a Sunday. Yeah, for people who aren't familiar with downtown LA, the term skid row a lot of people have heard of, that's in LA. There's yeah. a place that there's an area of downtown LA that we call skid row. Um and there are lots of sort of tents and ho- the homelessness problem and, there's, and there's a lot of drug crime, use and crime drugs. and so forth. So it is a dangerous area. It's good that she had the wherewithal and the self-awareness to know that she was in trouble and this right. wasn't this wasn't normal because a lot of people when you're in the midst of an episode don't know what's going on. They're unaware, they can be difficult to approach, law enforcement can take them in and put them on these holds so that they don't harm themselves or others. Now, her parents, the conservatorship overlay, tell us where this yeah. is with her with her parents. So remember, she famously was put in a conservatorship back in 2013 after an episode where she tried to set her neighbor's driveway on fire, almost caught her dog on fire, yeah. and the parents stepped in, uh, drew a lot of comparisons to Britney Spears at the time, obviously. But it's a, it's a very different conservatorship, I think, and I don't think Amanda's had issues with her parents. That's right. Her conservatorship ended a year ago, and we're hearing her parents don't feel they need to put her back under a conservatorship, not because they don't care about her. Obviously, this is very troubling, but they, like you said, that she had that wherewithal to be like, oh, I've I've had a, a break here and, and, you know, put herself, you know, under evaluation. The parents obviously will keep monitoring, sure. but, but I don't think they need to they don't feel like they need to put her back under a conservatorship. Yeah, by all accounts, the conservatorship with Amanda, in contrast to Britney Spears, was right. these two loving parents without sort of the at least open to the public dysfunction that we see with the Britney Spears situation where her father came in and became her conservator, but her mother and father are divorced, and there's sort of issues there about what is the right thing to do for Britney. Uh, there were a lot of allegations in the Britney Spears case that you didn't hear with Amanda Bynes. They just quietly came in, steadied the ship, and now they want her to live independently. She was in 
cosmetology school. Uh, she went to Fitum for a period of time where okay. she seems to be into fashion and design and things had stabilized. She had boyfriends. It seemed as though she was on the right path. But what this is a reminder of for me is that Mental health is a lifelong issue. It, yeah. It's not It's not a disease that you're sort of um, like cancer. I'm cancer-free. I'm in remission. Mental health is a very vexing problem, and it, and it creeps up. And some of the issues are that your mental condition makes you not want to take medications. That That's a yeah. very big complication with mental health. I don't know exactly what's going on with Amanda in terms of her regimen for for taking whatever, you know, sort of medication she needs. Um, but it can be a problem that, that over time progresses over a lifetime. And hopefully this is a blip and she'll be okay. I think right. people root for Amanda Bynes to be healthy. Well, and, and, and again, like talking about like her studying cosmetology, that's a difference too with Britney is that immediately Britney's dad was pushing her to do Vegas shows and that's get right. albums out and keep performing. Her parents, have, as far as we know, have not pushed her to act again or to get back out in the public. Study cosmetology, yeah. go to the Fashion Institute, like live your life and be happy. And they encouraged her in that, which is nice that they weren't. I think that's right. She was very famous for a period of time. Not not Britney Spears level of fame, but quite she famous. Was, she, she was, was a big in deal. Movies. She was a big deal on Nickelodeon. Um, presumably, her parents sort of helped her sort of maintain uh, a, a financial life that was, you know, stable enough. It doesn't right. seem like they're pushing her back towards performing where there's maybe more money involved than cosmetology and fit them because maybe she's okay and maybe she can just I'm lead sure a, a steady life um, and has enough in reserve from her period of big, big fame. She made, maybe and, made a lot of money. And even, be, you know, the money aside, her parents might realize that's not a good environment for her to be in at this point. It was obviously destructive, right? She was a, a child star, so her parents were clearly involved in her acting career, at least early on, because she was a minor. Yeah. So it's not like they weren't part of that, and they don't seem like they feel the need to push her back into that. Taking a step back from this, it seems as though Amanda Bynes may be able to pull herself out of this. I do want to have a sort of word of caution, because as I said, mental health episodes can be prolonged, and yeah. this could be the first time we see something of, of a sort of detour on her journey of, of mental health. But I am encouraged a lot by the parents talking and, and saying we're not just going to rashly shove her back into a conservatorship because even though a conservatorship is designed to steady, it can also be destructive for someone. If right. she were put into a, a mental health conservatorship, that might trigger her in a negative way. And so it's, it's, it's really great to see her parents sort of taking a cautious approach and saying, look, we're going to monitor this. We're very concerned about our daughter walking nude in downtown L.A., but we're not going to rush to the extreme remedy of taking away her liberty. Maybe that's not warranted because she did have the self-awareness to say something's wrong with me. This is not right. And that yeah. is huge. That's absolutely huge. So while we're worried and we'll obviously monitor this and the media will, will cover it, uh, I think she may be, may, be, may be able to write the ship. I, I think so. And, and, yeah, and, and it's, it's interesting. I knew she was under the conservatorship because we remember the, the famous story 10 years ago. I don't think I was even aware that the conservatorship for her had ended a year ago. It was so quiet. There was no the free Britney Amanda Spears. movement. There no. was no big court case. It, it seems like it was just mutual. Her parents were like, OK, you're you're solid now. Yes. Like although we, can, the, we can let you go. Although I do remember the general vibe of Britney Spears bringing conservatorships to the forefront and whether they should be prolonged for, you right. know, 5, 10, 15 years. 
that started to get people thinking about Amanda Bynes because both of them were young women when they were put into conservatorships. Typically, like uh, the the woman from Star Trek who recently passed away, Michelle, Michelle Nichols. Michelle Nichols was put into a conservatorship. We see this. I think Edie McClurg might be in a conservatorship. Those are older people who start facing dementia and really can't care for themselves. That's when conservatorships sort of make sense to people. But when they're really young and they go on for a decade or more, people have questions about that. And they certainly did right. about Amanda Bynes. And then it was quietly and con- and consensually. Everyone said, okay, this is over. She's okay. And released her from the conservatorship. And uh, it seems like her parents are willing to stick with that and not trying to get her back in. There's no court hearings about it right. as there are with Britney Spears. She's not suing her parents. And, uh, That's and certainly a better situation. Maybe I'm forgetting some things. As far as I can remember, I don't remember Amanda Bynes ever speaking out against her parents. Everything was just handled much right. more quietly and with more dignity. They seem to be a healthy family. There seems to be a lot of love there. Uh, we talked to her parents. Maybe they're together. I think they might be sort I of together. So. And that can just be a sort of more functional environment. Maybe she grew up in a, in a very loving home. I know Britney Spears had a more fractured uh, upbringing. Right. So it, it adds it adds to these complexities. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Let's move on to uh, another interesting story about... Family. Music and family. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tell me about the Isley Brothers and what is going on. They, who the Isley Brothers are for our audience. Oh, who, I have to explain who the Isley you Brothers are. You do. Legends. Legends, the Isley Brothers. Uh, R&B... Funk, soul, rock, everything, back to the 50s. Uh, with there, There's so many Isley Brothers songs that everybody knows. Yes. If you don't know you know, you know you know, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But uh, they're, they're, they're brothers. Uh, actual brothers. Actual brothers. Not all bands named brothers are brothers, That's but true. the Isley Brothers are real they brothers. They are, and um, the Doobie Brothers not really brothers. That's right. <laughs> uh, but so it was a trio originally. It was the brothers O'Kelly, Rudolph, and Ronald. O'Kelly died back in the 80s. And so now Rudolph is suing Ronald... Uh, because he, Rudolph says that we had an agreement, and I don't know if it's a legal agreement or a spoken agreement. We'll get into that. This will be key, yes. Uh, but Rudolph says that he and Ronald split 50-50 ownership of the Isley brothers and all profits. Right. He's saying one brother died, yeah. it was a third, a third, a third, but then the brother died, it should be 50-50. 50-50. And now he's saying back in August of last year, he's found out that Ronald uh, petitioned to get sole ownership of the Isley brothers' name and trademark. And all the profits off of that, and now he is suing to get 50% of whatever Ronald's made since last August, and to get his name back on, I get half of it. Now, it's, the breakout Isley Brothers, just to explain to people, is Ron Isley. Ron, it's, it's Ron, Ron Isley, Isley. Is, is sort of the, how, how would we describe him, the Barry Gibb of the Isley kind Brothers, of. He, right? He had, he had solo hits and became the face of the group. He is the right. most, and, and Ronald Rudolph retired from performing in like 1989. You're right, right. So and that's key too. That's yes. referenced in the lawsuit. After O'Kelly dies in 86, 
uh, Rudolph sort of started to recede from from the Isley brothers. Now, in his lawsuit, I read these documents last night. He says he continued to manage uh, the Isley brothers and had a role in administrating sort of the edifice of of the entity. And he's saying yeah. that for a reason. He's saying, look, I should still be cut in on the process, the, uh, on the profits of all this, because I'm part of the Isley brothers, whether or not I'm out there performing like Ron does. Right. Yeah, Ron's Ron would kept feel it going, basically. And right. they had hits up into the early 2000s. Yes. Uh, their song Contagious, which R. Kelly factors a lot into the resurgence of the Isley brothers. Sure. But, but still, they had a top 20 hit in 2001. Right. And their first hit was 1959. Like right. that's a pretty good span. And Rudolph is not a pip. I mean, he would. He would, You know. What, <laughs> you know what I'm pip. saying? He's not like a background singer. They were the Isley no. Brothers. They sang together. Right. Right. So uh, I don't. I don't know what the legal agreement or it was it like a spoken thing or an agreement between them as brothers or was it in writing? Because if it was in writing that we have 50 50, then I don't know what case Ronald would have for trying to. Well, there's an answer to this. this point. According to the lawsuit, and, and you have to take that all with a grain of salt because Ron Isley will have his own version of events. But according to Rudolph, there was sort of a, an initial partnership amongst the brothers that was maybe oral and not clearly defined. Over the years, as the Isley brothers got bigger, there were written documents. And he and he alludes right. to them in, in his lawsuit. He says there was this arrangement about, about profits from merchandise. There was this arrangement about other, other things. And he makes it sound like Ron, on his own, recently, as last year, went to the Patent and Trademark Office and under his own name said, I want to own the Isley brothers. Maybe there was a rift that was brewing, um, and maybe he's being a little bit disingenuous, Rudolph, over how unbeknownst it was, you know, because there's some letter correspondence Right. where they say, like, hey, I saw you filed this thing. What does it mean? And Ron Isley's saying, well, it means exactly what it says. I basically am the Isley brothers. I'm happy to work with you, but you don't do anything since <laughs> 1980s. You yeah. haven't come out and performed with us. Why should you get 50-50? And also, what is 50-50? What about O'Kelly? If anything, we had a third, a third, a third arrangement. I don't know why you all of a sudden get 50% of things. And I, I, and I don't know. Singing. Did O'Kelly have children? Is there an estate there that would be entitled to a good chunk of at least That's a great his, point. his decades with the group? Yeah, so. you could see sort of Ron siding with the O'Kelly estate to say, like, right. uh, what, what's Rudolph doing? We're a threesome, even though you passed away. And it's also interesting that they're in their 80s. Yes. Ronald is 81. Rudolph is 83 now. And be fighting over these profits into your 80s, it... it it shouldn't have to be that way. I agree. To see but, to see families uh, start start to litigate with one another because remember, there's a lot of conflict that is solved outside of a courtroom. Right. I have fights with my wife all the time. You can have fights with friends. You don't drag people to court unless right. things are quite serious. And when money is involved, it does tend to get very nasty because the Isley Brothers. It's a very valuable name, regardless of and, whether they and, perform currently. They got a lot of well. Songs that's the thing in the too is, and, and I'm sure I'm sure this is like generational wealth at this point, they're thinking about their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren at this point. Right. So the Isley Brothers, I was asking you earlier, if, which of their songs you could name, and you were struggling a bit. So the, the I know song you I know, know some. didn't they do a cover of Summer Breeze that became very popular? It's the Yeah, but that's, song. so back to their first big hit in the 50s was Shout. Oh yeah, you know, that's right. You made me want to shout. That's the that's Isley pretty Brothers. pretty big one if you've Twist seen and Shout, Mueller. they did that before the Beatles did it. Oh, they covered they that did before the Fight Beatles. the Power. They did uh, Who's That Lady? And then the thing that really keeps their revenue going now, in the 90s, all the samples. Yes. So Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. That entire track is Footsteps in the Dark by the Isley Brothers, and they get a chunk of that money. That's huge. Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G. That whole thing is their song Between the Sheets. Really? Which was also Funkified by DeBrat. It was Luxurious by Gwen Stefani. Megan Thee Stallion sampled that song. Chris Brown has sampled that song. Wow. Uh, Nelly sampled it. So they have all this income because they have songwriting credits and publishing credits on a giant chunk of hits from yes. the 90s and 2000s and 2010s to this day. 
That's how I learned about Ron Isley is a shout out in an old Warren G song where he's there's a song <laughs> called Smoking Me Out. Do you ever hear this yeah, song? Yeah, I remember And he me shouts out. out Ron Isley. He's right. like, Ron Isley. And you sort of like hear his voice. And as a kid, I was like, who the hell is that? And you start to look them <laughs> up and look into their music. I remember when, right. I, when I was young, uh, Rod Stewart's song, This Old Heart of Mine, which mm-hmm. is a cover of an Isley Brothers song. Rod Stewart featured Ronald on the cover. God. And I was like, who's this old guy with Rod? Because I, I thought Rod Stewart was an old guy. Who's this even older guy? Uh, but and, and then also, this is why I got to mention R. Kelly. He was a huge fan of the Isley Brothers. And in the 90s, when R. Kelly was the number one producer and artist in music, mm-hmm. sampled the crap out of the Isley Brothers, uh, remade them. Aaliyah's song, At Your Best, that's an Isley Brothers song. Um, then he did the song Down Low featuring Ron Isley. So Jeez. the Isley Brothers have, over decades, lots of songs that bring in lots of revenue. Yes. So I can see why Rudolph's like, Give me a chunk of that. There's big money at stake. And in the documents, the last thing I'll say is there was apparently Ron is going to say something along the lines of, I bought you out because there was this $2 million that Rudolph got from Ron. And Ron's like, I had to liquidate a bunch of holdings and gave you that $2 million, even though I might have entitlement to some of it. There's some correspondence back and forth where he might say, hey, Rudolph, you knew this was coming. I didn't go behind your back. So. You know, it could get nasty. We'll continue to monitor the case, but to see brother against brother, I mean, it is biblical, frankly. Yeah. It's like Cain and Abel. It's 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 awful to see if Cain and Abel were in their eighties. <laughs> Cain and Abel in their eighties and had lots of R and B hits. That yeah. would be this lawsuit. <laughs> um, all right, that'll do it for us today. We'll continue to monitor Amanda Bynes' situation and the Isley brothers, and we'll see you guys next time. 